This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Welcome into the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody, along with our executive producer, Ray Diaz. And yes, as you might be able to see on YouTube, we are coming at you from my kitchen in downtown Chicago today. It's just the way of the world. This was the most convenient place for me to do it today. You never know where this podcast is going to originate from, but it's my kitchen today, and I'm cooking up a casserole right now. As a matter of fact, let's give you the finished product. No, I don't really cook very much, but if I did, I would for sure share with everybody. Welcome into the show. This is episode two, and this week, Tuesday, July 25th, the Chicago Bears report to training camp. And specifically on this day, we will talk to the general manager of the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles. We will talk to the head coach of the Bears, Matt Eberflus. And it says on the email I have from the Bears, select players will be speaking as well. So it begins. We get the grind going of training camp leading into the preseason and heading into the regular season as well. So what we're going to do today on the Daily Score is I am going to give you my top six Chicago Bears of consequence that are not the following. Justin Fields, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, and Tremaine Edmonds. I'm leaving those guys off because it's too easy. I wanted to make this a little bit challenging for myself. And again, if you're following along on YouTube, love to hear what you guys have to say. Comments anywhere. The good, the bad, the whatever. It's a podcast. So let's start this again. My top six bears of consequence from six to one that are not Justin Fields, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, and Tremaine Edmonds. Because duh, duh, those guys are all very important and they are of consequence probably higher than just about anybody. So number six on the list of consequential bears this year is Jervon Dexter. And by the way, not Gervon. Let's get that out of our system right now. He is Jervon Dexter. I don't believe he ever was Gervon Dexter, and I don't think he ever will be. So it is Jervon Dexter, the second-round defensive lineman out of Florida. And it is very difficult to rely on a rookie defensive lineman to pop in that first year. It is a difficult position from which to transition from college to the NFL stage, but this was such a poor area 
for the Bears last year that it just has to get better and it has to get better quickly. And a big part of the hope of what you are doing with the author of the defensive line is Jervon Dexter. Zach Pickens, obviously, to a slightly lesser degree, too. But I've got Jervon Dexter at number six. The guy is massive. I mean, he is what we call a legit 6'6". And what is he at now? 313 is what he's at. And he walked into the room where we interview him. And like I said, he is legit. And I hope for good things. Just a couple notes, too, from being at the mini camps and the OTAs and all the, the preseason stuff. He was mostly working with the second and third stringers. I did see Matt Eberflus at times working one-on-one with Javon Dexter, which was very cool to see. Not that he hasn't done that in the past with other players, but it was noticeable that the Fluce was working with Javon Dexter. So he is my number six bear of consequence. Number five, number five, number five is Braxton Jones, the Bears starting left tackle. Here's the thing about Braxton Jones. It was a successful season for Braxton Jones last year. It was not a great season. He is no longer a rookie. So I thought that Braxton Jones, while as durable as possible, started all 17 games, which is something he should be proud of and something the Bears should be proud of. He is no longer what I like to call good for a rookie because he was very good for a rookie last year. Now, let's see if he is actually the left tackle for the Bears for the next six or seven years or whatever his lifespan in football might be. So that's the next step. There is a next step, obviously, for Braxton Jones, and he is very open about talking about that. And the big thing for him is to stop the bull rush, the straight-ahead attack that he has been out-muscled and out-maneuvered on that many times. Turn on the tape, and you can see it, too. We all saw it. We all watched it. I saw it up on the sidelines. You saw it on television. was not hard to identify at times. So it's a big year for Braxton Jones. He's got to show me. He's got to show a lot of people that he is the guy at left tackle. And, you know, you're always going to help your tackles and your offensive linemen, but can he do this on an island too and stop some of the best pass rushers in the National Football League? So Braxton Jones is my number five guy. Number four, I am going to go with Cole Komet. And it seems like Cole Komet makes these lists every year because we are just kind of waiting for that next, next level from Cole Komet. And, you know, he's had a nice arc in his career. He is heading into his fourth year. Last year, 50 catches for 544 yards and seven touchdowns for him. But here's the thing. Here's why I really put Cole Komet on the list, because something that Justin Fields has been missing is that super dependable target. When you're in trouble, when you need the bailout, I think that Cole Komet could and should be that guy just because of the nature of the position and the routes that he runs and the responsibilities that he has, I think he would be more available to that and certainly amenable to that. So somewhere along the line, the bears, I think, and Justin Fields has to come up with that guy. And I just happen to think that it could very well be and should very well be Cole Komet. So let's see if he could get to that next level as well as a tight end, because I don't know that we ever expected Cole Komet to be a star. You expect him to be a starter, which he is. And I will tell you this, the Bears absolutely love 
Cole Komet, but I think that there's still another level, and I think he needs to become a buddy of Justin Fields for sure. So that's number four on my list of bears of consequence here on the Daily Score. Number three, we got another rookie, and that is Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie cornerback out of Miami. And I will just say, the Bears have put him in a position where expectations are really high. And that is because, like, who else is going to play cornerback for the Bears this year, at least starting on the outside? Such an important position. We know Jalen Johnson is going to start on one side. We know that Kyler Gordon, for the most part, will be on the inside. But who's that other guy on the outside? And I think that Tyreek Stevenson is going to be given every single chance to win that job. Again, when I was watching the mini camps in Lake Forest out there on the fields, definitely with the ones a lot of the time, a lot of the time, switching back and forth between both sides. But they were treating him like he's going to get a chance to be the starter on day one. There is no guarantee. And unfortunately, as with a lot of NFL rosters, the drop-off is real after that. You know, Kendall Vildor is a good depth piece for sure. I think Josh Blackwell, the unrestricted free agent that they signed last year as a rookie, is a player on the rise, but probably more special teams. Same with Jalen Jones and a couple of other guys on their roster. So there's some pressure on Tyreek Stevenson. So I'll be watching him very closely. So he's my number three Bears player of consequence heading into training camp this week. Number two, two, two will be safety Jaquan Brisker. He is in a similar category to one of the other second year guys on this list. And that is Braxton Jones, because same thing with Jaquan Brisker. He was very good for a rookie last year, but there were plenty of rookie mistakes for him. There were really good moments and really bad moments for him. But for the most part, watching Jaquan Brisker, you're like, okay, this guy looks like he's got it. There's just something about Jaquan Brisker that he knows where to be. He did, sadly enough, and this is really sad, he did lead the Bears in sacks last year with four. Four. So four sacks last year for Jaquan Brisker. He missed what did he miss with one or two two games last year because of a nasty concussion which he admitted kind of threw him off a little bit and you know maybe he wasn't quite the same at the end of the year but I want to see this guy get to the level that I think a lot of us think he can get to I'll tell you from being in that locker room throughout the week and every day during the season he is turning into one of those guys who has a voice in the locker room it seemed like towards the end of the year. And we'll see if he takes that next step to be a leader. And he seems like the type that would be the vocal type of leader. So Jaquan Brisker, number two, my number one bearer of consequence, other than Justin Fields, Chase Claypool, DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, and Tremaine Edmonds, is, drum roll please, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, the Bears wide receiver, missed five games last year with that broken ankle the year Previous, he did have a 1,000-yard season in the 17-game season. And I think what we forget about Darnell Mooney and our haste to – and there's groupthink, and I am complicit on this. There is the groupthink that Darnell Mooney is not a number one receiver. And that's possible. But I think it taints our perspective on Darnell Mooney 
And just because he's not a classic number one, and you know, DJ Moore will take honors on that, just because he is not a classic number one does not mean that he is not a very good wide receiver. And I hope that he is healthy and ready to go at the beginning of training camp because I think he and DJ Moore can do damage together. And obviously, with DJ Moore presumably getting tons of attention, that is going to open up opportunities for Darnell Mooney. And I know that hopefully Chase Claypool gets off the pup list and he is part of that. But I look for Darnell Mooney to have a big year this year, assuming he stays healthy. And I look forward to see what kind of shape he is in. I've heard good things in that regard, but we'll wait until training camp before I'll report on any of that. So those are my top six bears of consequence for this season. Again, Javon Dexter, six, Braxton Jones, five, Cole Komet, four, Tyreek Stevenson, three, Jaquan Brisker, two, and Darnell Mooney, my number one bears player of consequence for this season. I'd love your feedback, too, on what you guys think about my list and what's your list. Who are your top six players of consequence? And, you know, if you want to use the easy ones, you can, but you got to make these things challenging. And trust me, the majority of the Bears reports will center in some way on Justin Fields when we start hitting it hard this week. Something on the Cubs here before we get out of here on day two of the daily score. The Chicago Cubs are in an interesting position right now as we head towards the trade deadline on August 1st. And the idea is, well, I'll tell you what I think the idea should be for the Cubs. Yeah, go ahead and trade those guys that we're all talking about. Cody Bellinger, Marcus Stroman, even God forbid, Kyle Hendricks, and I'm sure I might be leaving somebody out. Go ahead and do that. Continue to stock your farm system, which is now better, way better than it was a few years ago because so many of those players were with the Cubs. So go ahead and do that. Continue to stock it so you have this reserve and you have this sustained success, hopefully, during the Jed Hoyer era. But also, it's I just hit my stove. It's time to spend, Jed Hoyer. It's time to spend money. And I talk about this all the time. I understand that general managers, they like the idea of, and I know fans like the idea of, building from within, doing it with their draft picks, doing it their way. So it is completely theirs, or you could even say ours, but Kind of put the ego aside a little bit. That sounds crazy. Put the ego aside and spend, spend, act like a big market team. The money is there. You know, look, Cody Bellinger keeps talking a good game about loving Wrigley Field and being very comfortable where he is, but he is represented by Scott Boris. I'll tell you right now, the Cubs probably have a pretty good idea right now about Cody Bellinger, whether or not he would accept an extension from the Chicago Cubs at this point. And my guess is that he is not going to just because of the history of and examples from Scott Boris. So trade him, get prospects, maybe shoot your shot in the offseason for him. And obviously, if Marcus Stroman is being genuine, if he is serious when he says that he would consider coming back to the Cubs in free agency and he loves the organization, he loves the fans, he loves Chicago, we've heard all that before. But if he is serious about all of that, test him on it. Test him on it. Trade him. 
prospects and then go for it, try to resign him. And I don't have time to go through the whole list of free agents, but act accordingly. And you could put this thing back together very quickly. The Cubs have the means to do it and they should do it. And I know you guys are probably listening and go, oh, that sounds way too simple or it can't possibly be that simple. It actually is. And you've got some pieces for your core as well that are already here. And Dansby Swanson, I think, being the centerpiece of it. Nico Horner being a big part of it as well. Ian Happ and Seiya Suzuki. I'm, I'm questioning Seiya Suzuki a little bit at this point because I thought when they signed him that, okay, when the Cubs are winning, that's going to be your right fielder. I'm not so sure about that anymore. But there certainly are pieces in place, and hopefully you can build around that core, sign players, bring players back, and build up the minor league system. So that is the plan, and that is it for episode number two of The Daily Score. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I will be on The Score, so you can listen to me there on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. So that's it from the kitchen today. For Ray Diaz, the executive producer of the show, I am Mark Grody. We will talk to you soon.